Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher. I'm joined by a returning Kevin Gillespie. Evening all. Uh, a returning Dermot Coyle. Hello. The original crew. Um, first and They were the second and third voices heard on the 90 Minute Cynic when we first recorded, so it's good to have them back. Who was the first girl? Can you shut your fucking mouth and be spoken? You'll, be, you'll, be, you'll answer when you're talking to, okay? <laughs> great to be back. Um, no, and Christian, it's great to have you back, man. Can I just say... It was an honour and a privilege to be here with the original lineup. I can just imagine it must be something like if you could go back in time and be first row in for the like the first Sugar Babes concert, yeah. you know, original lineup or something like that. It's pretty similar. It, yeah. it's, it's pretty awe inspiring. Yeah, um, I think when we started recording that, we were smashed. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, would be, would yes be the point. Um, A lot of different types of language used then, we, we yeah. don't necessarily use now. Uh, yes, because Dermot's a parent now, he's not allowed to use language <laughs> like that. Hold on a minute, you're a parent! Words. I've always used that language, um, he's got better morals than me. Moral parents? Oh no, we know. Yeah, you're a parent as well, right? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah, I know. Did you not want that to be? No, No, I said... Yeah, he was well, meaning you were in a year. Yeah. And you're single. Seedless. Thank, thank fuck, frankly. Um, I just want but to... I think he's smashing it on Tinder at the moment. He's, 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 <laughs> I think he's doing well. So That's for the private watch. What's that messages? <laughs> um... We did a podcast with the 20 Minute Tims last week, um, which was great. You should definitely subscribe to their podcast. It's really kind of different. It's only 20 minutes, so, you know, you can just listen to them for like 10 minutes. You mean this one's on for an hour and a half? 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That is a time thing. It is a time thing. Are you going to, you going to put Dead Dawn the Dot and stuff like that, though? Of course. Good man. And by Professionalism. The, yeah, by On the Dot, I mean 10 or 15 minutes either way, <laughs> either side, <laughs> which is fine. Did you listen to the 20 Minute Tims? I did. Um, I enjoyed it. I think we need to up our game in terms of representation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I couldn't make it, which, to be honest, made it kind of pointless. Yeah, if I'm not there. Yeah. I mean, what is I mean, the point? If a podcast happens and Gal's not there, does it actually happen? It's a very good point. Yeah. It's an excellent point, Dermot. Do you think? It's got more f- philosophical since I've came back, hasn't it? This. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not not what I remember at all. Um, I was yeah. just all having a bit of football then. <laughs> I just banter. Time to have fucking stats. <laughs> yeah, we do now have stats, unfortunately. Uh, so Celtic uh, played at the National Stadium, um, Hamden, in a semi-final of the League Cup on Sunday. We're going to talk about the game, but as an icebreaker, we want to talk about um, what, to you know, bring you guys, ease you about guys back in, what's your favourite semi-final? Kevin, do you guys have one? Is there anyone who wants to go first? Um, one that's got good memories for me. Uh, would be both Easter in 2003 yeah uh, it was really more not necessarily being the greatest of games or anything like this but just the sheer emotion at the end of the game um, sitting at a in the Beechwood we were all together that's right yeah and um, as I said it's not the best game in the world but just what that what that end goal was it's something that Brendan Rodgers said yesterday the purpose of a semi-final is actually to get to the final. Yeah. And that's, sort of that game, that's what that game was. An end result was as long as we scored one more goal than they did, we were through and that's what it was. But it was just the, the sheer elation in the pub, all spilling over, everything for it. And then obviously when you get to hear Peter Martin's commentary on it. That's right, which yeah. Which just, it stays with me for life. Famously. Because yeah. um, that was after uh, we drew one each, didn't we? With uh, Boavista. 
Larson missed a penalty yeah. as well, I think. Um, but no, I, that was a terrible game. That's what I'm saying. But, but just for what it, for what the, the end result was, though. It was yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Dermo. I, I suppose the first leg of that game, I was at, and the one thing that I took out of it was, we can take this mob. Yeah. yeah I mean, massive. I thought we were really unlucky not to be like, you know, two or three ahead. Uh, and it was an on goal, Valharan on goal. Aye, and I always thought we should have had another penalty, actually, that wasn't given. And they just looked a bit average and having been quite apprehensive going into it thinking this is a European semi-final then actually thinking Christ these guys aren't actually all that good yeah uh, it's one of those where like um, we'd done all the work to get to the semi-final in terms yep. of the clubs we'd yeah. beaten um, which is again also Jinty Keith brought up last week um, about going into the Bruce and Munchen Gladbach game um, in terms of how it, you know after the Man City game, we went into the Bruce Munch and Glad back game, and everyone was confident. Let's let's be honest, maybe misplaced in a little ways. Reminded him of the Villarreal game after we'd beat Barcelona. We'd beat Barcelona, knocked them out of the UEFA Cup, and then we've got Villarreal, and it's kind of like ah, well, we've already beat Barcelona, and they yeah. beat us, which was rubbish. Um, Christian, what is your favourite semi? So it's 1995. It's the day of Stan Colmer's debut uh, for Liverpool, <laughs> and it's the under-15 regional Glumdalen Cup in Norway, Scheid Kongsvinger. Of course. Away at Kongsvinger, which is a good team. Nil-nil mm-hmm. um, after extra time, penalty shootout. I saved the last penalty from Kongsvinger. I picked the ball up, take the last pen as well. Top right corner, boom. Okay, so just so. To, just to confirm, he said some stuff. We don't <laughs> yeah. Can we verify any of that? That's how I remember it afterwards. Um, no, seriously, well, I was quite serious there. Um, you actually were serious. I've never seen you more serious, frankly. <laughs> they, they happen. I can get witnesses and everything. But I think I'm going to be quite obvious. Um, it's it's ten years later. It's it's Liverpool Chelsea second leg of the Champions League semi final. Um, Luis Garcia scores. He, he did score. It was definitely over oh. the line. And then just, um, I just remember, I still wake up and remember I drew Good Johnson's sliced shot about six minutes into entry time. And just, final whistle goes. And we were, <laughs> I was living in a chalet, chalet uh, in uni, and I just remember running out, just into the forest, basically, screaming, falling over and just running back in. There was, it was that kind of emotion. That's a Norwegian thing, though. Uh, yeah, think, it must have been. With you. Um, it must have been. It's very Norwegian. Anyway, so let's let, moving forward. As I said, um, we're going to. Uh, your thoughts on Brendan Rodgers so far? We're in October. Everything tickety boo. We on we on track. Yeah, I don't think we can complain. Actually, you know, uh, Barcelona wasn't great, but you know, I mean, as Barcelona, and when they're on form, they can do that. And our defence still isn't really perhaps what it should be. Uh, but I, you know, I'm more than happy. I think his signings have been. Pretty much spot on. Yeah. yeah. Um, D- Kev, thoughts? What's impressed you? His use of massively big words in his press conference, words I don't understand. Yeah. But like when Christian was speaking there, I just sat <laughs> glazed, looking my eyes, going, yep, Sunday will explain to me what the hell's happening here. to meet every day. That's <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, look, Brendan Rodgers is, is doing. And an, an admirable job, a very uh, not sorry, a very good job. So yes, um, but he's doing no more than what we would hope of a a manager of that caliber should be doing for Celtic with what he's got at his disposal. What I would like to know, what I would hope is, you know, see maybe this time next year we were just speaking before we came before we started about managerial changes down south. 
and it would be interesting to see if a managerial change came became available next year after he's had a success up here, what his views would be on that and how tempted he would be to go back down south. And that's when I'll make a decision how I feel about him then. Because I would like, I appreciate that we've said before, Celtic will be a stepping stone for players coming here. Not mean not mean that in a derogatory manner to Celtic, I just mean people see it as a career path nowadays. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers, he'll see it as a career path. But, and I accept that, but I would just like him to be here for a longer term and maybe the first opportunity comes up, he's happy to turn around and say, not for me. Yeah. Do you know who would have stayed long term, uh, Christian? Ronnie Dyler. Turn him over. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Ronnie Dyler. <laughs> when did you become so funny? I don't know. It must have been when I was away. Have you been practicing? You get a quick, you get a sense of humour when you have a kid. Well, you've you've <laughs> you've not you've not been on for for quite a while, obviously, because oh, you've had other uh, responsibilities, which to be honest, has went against you. If I'm honest with you, um, but what's your kind of take on Brent? You obviously being a Liverpool fan, you would have seen what what, what he was doing with Liverpool and yep. how close they came to the title. How do you think he's doing? So, so I was a big fan of. of uh, Brendan Rodgers when he's at at Liverpool, I I was annoyed when he got sacked, uh, but then about two days later when Klopp came in, I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and and I think that's maybe kind of same feelings. Uh, maybe at least maybe a couple of Celtic supporters had when the Rondadella left as well. I think there's a lot, of, you know, there's still a group out there. We're not many, but for some of us that you know, um, we're big fans of Ronnie, and we're sad to see him go. But I think whenever you do have a meeting and a Ford car, though, don't you? Because <laughs> so that much room you need. I'm in the front seat, so it's fine. So it's but no, I, I think it's um, so. So now I was a big fan of him uh, at Liverpool, and I, I, you know, I don't think most Celtic fans maybe think uh, a guy of that cal- caliber and from his previous experience w- would come to Celtic. Mm-hmm. So I think even the most you know out and runny Dyla uh, fans said, yeah, you know, fair enough. Just as I did when when Rogers went and the club came in for Liverpool because. I think my my principle is like you should never change your manager unless you have somebody better lined up ready to go. And Celtic obviously had that. Do you think that that is by, by the manager? No, seriously, don't don't get rid of your manager until you get someone better lined up. Yeah, yeah. But what happens if you just? And, and I think that's quite interesting because there are. Well, times you, you, you I mean, should. We, we, uh, if, you, if, if you're running a club properly, you should have two, three, four candidates ready to go, even if the manager is doing really well. I think that that. Chris is saying there that's been spoken about with Southampton hmm. as a prime example that any time they are prepared or there's a, an indication that there's a manager that's done his tenure whether it's their decision or the manager's decision they've already got four or five yeah. candidates that, they've, that, they're, they're, that they feel fits into their philosophy and I think that's absolutely spot on what you're saying whether it's a manager whether it's a player you should always have that they, I think in Southampton they call it the, the black room Hmm. Or something less, and it's where they've got all the information and all the players and managers that they would that they are focusing on that could benefit them as a team. And it seems like a really well-run club, but you think that should yeah. be the standard and yeah. not the exception. But it probably still isn't. But I, I think Rogers only go. I was good. It just it sounds like common sense. It's yeah, I mean, so if you're going to sack someone and it's getting a bad run of results, and you're thinking about it, surely you know, chairman, you know, directors of football are at that point looking about. Make some, you know, overtures to someone, and then sack the manager when you because know, yeah. you don't just wake up one day and think, right, that's a had enough of this guy. Out you go, and then start from scratch. I'd imagine most, unless you're maybe the English FA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. well. I, I, I do agree with Kevin. I think for Brendan Rodgers, it's it's 
yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe a stepping tone. It's, it's a slight rehabilitation of his own uh, reputation. But I also think he's he's not there for one or two seasons, unless really it goes really badly, which I don't think he will. I, I think he's, I think he is genuine when he says the things he does about Celtic and how, how he feels about the club as well. And it's, it's I mean, it's in a way, it's, it's, it's a really good place for him. Um, you know, he's, he's a really good fit in terms of his philosophy and. You know the, the place Celtic is in at the moment, um, and I think by the signals, you know things like John Parks going out, uh, and it seems you know he's bringing his own staff in. I, I, I hope Celtic is is sure that he will be staying because he shouldn't be making those kind of decisions based on what a manager thinks. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think he's I think he's there to stay a bit longer than one or two seasons, um, because if you look at it, I mean he's, he's been in Liverpool, um, so. Would you want to take over somebody else in the Premier League that's West not Brom. close to, to yeah, Liverpool's yeah. potential? I don't think you would. Yeah, Chris, That's what I was going to say. You know, He's been at Liverpool at a huge job. Uh, he's now at Parkhead. You just can't see him going to West a, 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 a table oh, team. You know, and I can't that, see where he would go to. David Boyes is an example, though, of a guy who had built up a career and obviously get given... Which you could arguably, arguably describe as a, the biggest job in English football. Yep. Um, his career trajectory was going um, Preston, Everton, yep. Man U, everything was up. Doesn't go well from Man U. He takes, oh, it ends the way it ends. He then takes his sideways step for his rehabilitation at Sociedad. But then the next available job, Sunderland. That's. A David, Mo- that could be a, a, a Rogers scenario way in the future. Yes. Uh, all, all I'm, what my point was was I just hope that the first, like you, like both yous have said that y- you hope he wouldn't go for that mid-table team. I really do. That's all I mean. I don't see if yeah. see if see if Man U came calling for him or something like that, which is an understandable decision for somebody to go and take. Then fine, but see if it is West Brom. Yeah. I I, I don't. I, I think I'm sorry about West Brom. I think we'd be shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we'll, we'll be doing more of that later. Um, I'll compare them to Rangers later. But I think in terms of... Well, actually... Well, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. We'll get to that. Exactly. But I think Rodgers, he feels he's the kind of personality that he should be at a big club. Um, so I don't think he would go to a Sunderland. Um, but see the, the opportunity to go to a place like that where they do have lots of money and to build your own sort of legacy. Because if you take, yeah, I think I think he would be interested in a in a project. Yeah. I think he wants to do something else Celtic for, first, but then he just. I, I think it would. It's the, yeah, it's the club, but it's also the project and the time and place. Of that club, and I, I could see him. I think he. I think he speaks Spanish. Uh, he speaks, uh, yeah. speaks well, two so. like, He speaks Spanish and Italian. Really? Yeah. yeah, so I I, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see him <laughs> go go to one of those leagues as well if he, if he does. There was a, on that one. There was a lot of talk of his aspirations were to go to Spain at one point. I remember that, but I as I said, I just I, I just I genuinely do hope that my comment was it's it's more that I would love to see him here for four or five yeah. years and and build on build on what's happening. What about him. what about John Parkins? That um, not get well getting let go. Did he let go or did he go himself? That there's the fact that there's nobody there's been little the, in terms of you know the, he's been linked with opportunities previously. He he brought through there's players that he brought through. Well, he he, he scouted Winyama, Van Dijk. There's there's lots of these players um, even at an earlier stage at Hibs, Browns, etc., etc. But we did also sign a lot of guff Bangura. 
Right, there was a massive... Skepovic. A, a ma- yeah. There's a big, big list you can get through. There's actually more bad players that have come through than good players. Obviously, the good players have came and be sold for a massive profit, but that profit's been utilised in all the, the guff players that have been yeah. bought too. And that, 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 that to me, Mark, if you, we were talking about Southampton there, Southampton would be a perfect example, as, as you guys say, of, of being intelligent with your transfer transfers but also think about the amount of players they've developed and brought through like uh, your Gareth Bales um, your, there's, there's plenty especially left backs um, o- o- Oxley Chamberlain um, Theo Walcott, Theo Walcott and all that I mean they, they brought them through and they developed them and they sold them on it's an intelligent way of, of working but they've also brought in that their scouting network's really really good getting Van Dyke now there was, there was I'm sure there's clubs down in England who would have looked at Van Dyke and thought you know, he's came from a mid-table club in Holland. He's he's doing okay in Scotland. Are we really going to take a risk? But I, I they saw how good a player he actually I, is. I think what you say there is, is you know, the scouting network. Yeah, and that's and, and, and Kieran kind of said, Kieran uh, Co said so on, on the last uh, Cynic pod in terms of there had been some rumblings even among the the actual scouts about how John Park did things and. In, in that area, so it was often it, it seemed like it came to a, a kind of a natural close, and nobody was too fussed about that. I do think you can see by the signings this season they're very much better than Rogers' signing. Uh, I think yeah. at least four of them, uh, you know, Toure, Sinclair, Dembele, uh, Devere. I think maybe Gamboa is maybe a signing you, you can you can see Celtic doing it in any window, but it's it's very much his players and what he wanted specifically so and to be honest that that probably you know in those negotiations between Rodgers and the club that's probably something that was quite a few of his criteria to get the job was look I I need to have free hands here he's probably picked up a little bit you know uh, with the last guy some Norwegian guy who was there that he was you know maybe a bit more seen as a bit of a a company man and maybe a coach than a manager you said last time Gal so I, I think he he never you, what, what, what we can see now is is it's probably your parks going and the transfers never. It's probably what you, as a result of the negotiations in the summer. He never had that at Liverpool as well because it was a transfer um, transfer committee, and he was. Committee. I mean, who fucking does that? In the and and there was there was a lot of talk at Liverpool in terms of you know the transfer committee. Um, I I think it's a part of that. I think was just because it, it had a name. <laughs> I think most clubs have some sort of committee. Or a group of people that would come together and decide on on players, you know, the manager, director of football, head of scouting, maybe analytics guys. I think that's probably in, in most clubs. But it became like a thing in Liverpool, and it seemed like their Rogers maybe didn't get his player that he preferred most of the time. Now you have the players that were apparently Rogers signing didn't have any bigger hit rate than, for example. Uh, um, the committee's signing. And if you kind of look at, if you go, not this summer, but last summer, those kind of players that Liverpool play, brought in, Lalana, Chan, and Origi. And Southampton, basically. Yeah, and but they're actually starting to <laughs> come mean, good as well. Yeah. So, no, it's an interesting one, but I think Rodgers, basically, he came in and he, he he would have a big enough name, a big enough clout to go to say to Celtic, look, I need to build this club in my own image. Which is something that Ronnie never got. Kev, you're going to say something? I was just go- just touching on that we, we spoke earlier on about Southampton and how it should be the actual norm as opposed to the exception and f- as I said that they have this thing called the I'm sure it's called the black room and it's just they've got analysts in there who are who are scouting every major league 
So on that, what what I would imagine, obviously I can't say this is what's happening, but they're they're probably bringing to the attention of a team of people, whether it's the manager or whether it's a head scout or whatever. But that that's fundamentally how it should all work. It can't go back. It can't be what it used to be in. 60s, 70s and 80s when it was just a manager who turned around and says, yeah, I remember we played against this left-back four years ago, just bring him in, that's how it's done. Don't know if that ever happened, actually. But that's <laughs> four years ago? What are yeah. you talking about? I think that's a Harry Redknapp. Uh, that's 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 that. Dermatron, uh, Dermot Coyle, how are you? Um, you're looking terrific. Celtic 1, Rangers 0, um, semi-final. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on the performance. I'm going to get to the gap in a minute. Aye, well, I, I think Celtic performance was really pretty good. Uh, I think the scoreline flattered Rangers massively. Yeah, uh, could have put it to bed by half time. Uh, it's just a classic thing of watching an old form game and just being so nervous all the way through, oh just because of everything that's happened in the past. Thinking, God, we've still not scored. They're going to walk we up sit- the pitch. You we, know? we were literally sitting on the couch. My, my father was there as well, and uh, I, 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 James Forrest had an opportunity where it opened up for him, and he had a terrible, terrible shot because he's not very good at shooting. Um, and I turned to I turned to you, Dermot, and I just went, it's, they're going to score. They're just going to fuck it. Even though we completely dominated yeah. them. Um, but, I mean, who, who stood out for you? I thought Brown was brilliant. I thought Brown's just been a different player this year. Uh, absolutely outstanding. Uh, Frank, who else? Lustig was fantastic. I thought I thought he was Lustig was okay. Uh, Forrest hasn't quite... Is he kept his, his form? Up, yeah, he hasn't quite kept his form up, but I'll, I'll kind of I'll give him pass marks. I thought Dembele kind of made a bit of a nuisance of himself and stuck in there. Uh, Armstrong when he came on, oh was hello, kind of stood hello. out for me. I think that he we call get, him Stuart on this show. We don't is it Stuart? Yeah. I well, Stuart was good, and he actually he, he brought something to a team that wasn't there when Bitton was playing. Yeah, uh, that was called I, pace and energy. Aye, and just it, it helps Brown out so much. Brown. Couldn't do the whole game, I don't think, with bit on beside him. He needs someone to kind of take a bit off his shoulders. I think when you're, when you're up against a, a fit, a, an organised fit midfield, and that's what Rangers were, apart from Barry Mackay. Um, in fact, I'm not even going to call them Rangers anymore. After all their comments, I'm going to call them Delusional FC. Because <laughs> the, the, their we'll goalkeepers we'll and managers' comments have been shocking. But... We, I, I, I've harped back to this for a long, long time. Two defensive midfielders in Scottish football for Celtic, I don't think it's relatively needed. I think if you can get away with one defensive midfielder on the use, that's maybe a bad example because he scored a brilliant goal at the weekend, but Kante at Chelsea when he was with Leicester last year, he he wasn't going up and down the park, he was going side to side. And if you have a defensive midfielder that goes side to side, the, the yardage that they're covering... Or, or the amount of space that they have to cover as opposed to the yardage isn't really that great and if you've got a really really fit one which Scott Brown is and it's going side to side and side up, up and down then you really don't need that yeah. that additional shield and I think it would have been I think when you when you brought when you mentioned about Armstrong coming on and you've seen the energy that he's able to push forward that did make a difference because with Beaton and Rogic in the same team and I also felt that against Borussia, because yep. it's easier to call them that than their, their full title for me. I just call them BMG, to be honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably forget what that is later on as well. But um, notorious that they were so slow in our midfield, and obviously Borussia's midfield is massively fast. Yep. But having those two in it just just 
it, w- it wasn't working and that's two big games in a row that's happened and, and obviously yeah. Scott Brown for all his virtues he's not the quickest either no so and I, I think you're right there in terms of it does get a bit pedestrian with all three of them which is, is usually fine as you say in, in Scotland as well I think the dilemma Celtic has and probably always will is that they face opposition in domestic opposition that is far inferior to them mm-hmm. and they but usually will face a position in Europe that's it's see, far let me jump in just okay. for a second because right, I've, I've heard on. that so many times okay that's always been the case no I no think no, the, no I think oh, the gap is bigger yeah <laughs> without a shadow like, no matter what there's, there's other yeah <laughs> Shut up, gap is bigger I just got that there's so other cl- there's other teams that will have that same um, quandary as well you'll be looking at the the Dutch teams who yep. there's there's just a top tier and a bottom tier always in Dutch football and but they, when they are asked to step up they can they can sign South Americans though Ajax is always full of South Americans and Spanish players because they get different sort of uh, it's EU laws EU laws give so a couple of years and we can only yeah, sign we people could, from we Wales just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, you leave maybe with the, the British <laughs> People who have voted to leave the EU, we don't have to abide by these laws anymore. We can sign any <laughs> dodgy South American one. Dundee used to do it all the time. <laughs> Look know, the success they had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, think, I think that's one the likely outcome of Brexit. Oh, more immigration. That, that, seems, that seems likely. Yeah, um, but I mean, so the main question, we've, we've been asked a lot of different questions. We get lots of questions. And genuinely, thanks for tweeting, taking the time. The one that we've been asked most um, in regards to the last, last week, certainly. Is it why you're so good? Firstly, yes. So I mean, I'm asked. I'm asked that quite a lot. Um, but no, the you one are looking better. You've been to the gym and stuff, haven't you? I was at the gym today. Yeah, I'm again, raising my my foot. Um, mm-hmm. Is it so you look more like Klopp? You want to get thinner? That is is starting to look more yeah, like Klopp. I think, I think is so. That, is that bad? Should I no, be against that? I think that's a good thing. Is that a good thing? thing? No. Is that a good no, compliment? You're the manager of our ship. Yeah. Do you know I once bought Kevin? Uh, um, uh, West Ham top with a cage seven on the back because I used to think he looked like Nicholas. Well, he did just look like Nicholas Cage. That's a personal <laughs> anecdote that has nothing to do with anything. Damn it! Um, what was it like being re- related to Gal? Not by blood, but no, still. that's why. Thankfully, it's not by blood. It's <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, well, I should be maybe possibly that's worse. Cause it's through choice. Yeah, yeah. So one of these so, things, and yeah. I like spend time with my children too. <laughs> I don't mean that in any sort of. <laughs> Dodgy way, by the way, it's just the influence you have on them. Yeah. Does no. he not? Does he not like pull your sister up when when she sends some pictures of the kids, and he's like, "I don't want to see that." You know, don't know. Yeah, why, why would you pull my sister up? <laughs> do you mean his sister or my sister? Oh, sorry, yeah, sister. <laughs> just panicking there. You do know we're recording, oh, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So Dermot. <laughs> Fucking hell! So no. It's good to have you in this room. Tell you. <laughs> um, no, no. The question we've been asked most, despite the last couple of weeks, but. In, as in the last two podcasts but this one specifically there's a lot of rage out there it's, and we touched on it for a minute ago um, bit on near bit on thoughts and I'll come round to everyone yeah I think the thing for me about bit on is sometimes he just doesn't look like he cares uh, you're right about the lack of energy I think um, how good I mean Armstrong came on and the, the, the game was it took a it higher I, pace I thought it was kind of night and day you know that he pushed forward through his energy he was attacking, but part of it was just desire as well. Yeah, you desire. Yeah. And Bitton recently hasn't looked to me like he's got the desire. and He's been kind of treading water and thinking that he's good enough. Uh, 
without actually having to put in the performances. Do you think, uh, he, do you think he thinks he's too good for the, the team or the league, or do you think it's just... I, f- I find it hard to see why he would believe that, to, to be honest, because he must know that he's he's probably not, he's not playing well enough to yeah to maintain his position, and he's maybe under threat. I think he's had a lot of talk in his ear about getting a move and big money moves and being suited to different styles of play, and uh, maybe he thinks he has that kind of all-round sort of midfield that he can ping the ball about, but in terms of actually doing it in Europe, uh, I mean, it just wasn't happening. It was embarrassing, I thought. Yeah, I mean, what I found, like, if, you, if you look back to this time last year, Nier Bitton was one of our biggest assets. Yeah. He was playing very well for us. Um, he was he was standing out in a lot of ways. That summit, you know, the fact that Craig, Craig Brown, the fact that Scott Brown has playing, I don't know how he's playing this way, but he's yeah. playing the best football of his career in my, in my eyes. Um, that's obviously put the level of of quality up, and therefore, you know, no, nah, it's not even that. Kevin, what what is it? We bit on. I think Dermot's actually covered it already because it's. Um, I think he's. Somebody said a word and said, "Look, you're destined for a move in the summertime." Um, Dudu Daha, it's his agent, isn't it? Is that a song or a name? That's his agent, a Dudu Dada, or what do you call him? That guy. Okay, I'm right. Cool. Yeah, you're you're right. Right. No, it's fine. It's yeah. Cool. I wasn't too sure if you were just starting a, a wee sing song or something like. Is your microphone in front of you? Um, I'm not that drunk yet. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, so I do agree with you, and I, I think he's, he thought he had the, he was going to get his move, um, maybe saving himself for it, whatever that it was all there was possibly a done deal with whatever's been said to him because it tailed off quite dramatically. It's not picked up. I think if what, where I could see maybe a bit on fitting in with us is if we were to be sort of changing the dynamics of how Rogers would play his playing system. Um, there's. Trying to fit in the two midfield, the two forwards would be possibly go to like a four, a diamond in the the midfield. Yeah, and you would have beat on at the bottom of that diamond, um, maybe trying to play the the passes that he can play. Um, Where does Brown play in that? Brown would possibly be one of the more, uh, maybe the ones on the right or the left. But so we're not playing wingers. But you don't have to play. What we do, what he does, would be be so restricted. To four two three one, which is what we're becoming just now, Rogers. You you've experienced that how often and how um, tactically aware he was, and how he changed formations to suit mm-hmm. um, the requirements. I think there was one where there was a, a weekend where he played Everton one weekend and Spurs the following weekend or something like that, and there were sort of four nil and five one. But he changed formations for both games. Yeah, and I think he pretty much had twelve or thirteen plays. He he put in and it's I think it's very much like the role of the three forwards they had so it was Sturridge Suarez and, and Sterling and, and I think it was away at Man United he, he suddenly played um, Sterling and he played a diamond what is Sterling in, in the number 10 role mm-hmm. at the top of the diamond and uh, it was and he, he, yeah he, he played three in the back with Liverpool at some point as well and I, I do think the, um, I think Rodgers is, is probably his, his main template is probably quite what we see a little at the moment, where they have a four-three-three, but the tree in the middle are maybe not like your stereotypical central midfielders in terms of you have Adam Lallana in there, you have um, um, your Dutch lad. I, I can't even uh, pronounce his name. Wijnaldum. Um, Wijnaldum. Thank you. Um, and even Jordan Henderson, who's is kind of like a, a in between box to box midfielder. So I think. In his preferred system is probably a four-three-three, 
where you have those three people in the middle who can kind of do a little bit of everything you know they have the technique but they also have incredible um you know work rate and you know they're just clever players that can do a little bit of everything so i think modern football in terms of probably going slightly away from defensive midfielder you know yeah. or it's one slightly more yeah. than and then because because the four two three one kind of lends itself to like a defensive one and then a central one and then you have somebody like Rodrik that, that comes to it. so i think in in the end game is probably um rogers looking at he has his forward line i think is almost there because you've got griffith you got the belly you got sinclair who can play the roberts forest they can all kind of wander almost in the front tree and then the tree behind them I just don't think he has the personnel he wants to mm-hmm. have to play mm-hmm. his optimal system. And I think, to be perfectly honest, okay, Scott Brown might be there, but all three of those players, I think, if he had, you know, the ability to bring in slightly different type of more all-round midfielders, you can just run and run up and down. He would do that. Yeah, I'm wondering if we might see a bit of a kind of sort of rebuff of Stuart Armstrong. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. he, he was finished and he was going to be shown the door, but. There's a couple of times I've been actually quite impressed with him. It's just consistency, but isn't it? Because yeah. he'll yeah. have Aye. his little burst and then he sort of fades out very He's been great in the two Rangers games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's came on the 60th minute for in, in both games. He, uh, that's the thing of something yeah. I've re- kind of recognised, realised, I think we all have about Rodgers. He seems to make his substitutions at kind of the same sort of times. You know, the 60th minute mark will... Because Rodgers blows. He's got, he's got one done. Yeah. Um, but... Um, the other, a lot of the other questions we're getting, I'll, I'll use Stephen Hughes as an example because he tweets in every week. Um, evening, gents, and he's he's very polite. Um, evening, so that I could be polite yeah. back to him. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you follow, manners manners you, don't cost nothing. You can follow old, old Kevin. school manners. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow Kevin on Twitter at Gillespie7Kevin. You and can, but he's he's never, <laughs> never his ever. dead is a dodo, but yeah. that's not an agent. Anyway. <laughs> it's not as dead as Dermot's. <laughs> Mine, mine's fairly dead. Yeah. It, it won't work, but that's the problem. Um, so um, Stephen asks, what would your view be on playing Griffiths cutting in from uh, from the right-hand side in a straightforward 4-3-3 instead of Forrest? So Sinclair, Dembele and Griffiths. Thoughts on that? Because that was very effective for the goal. Yeah. Dermot? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it could work. Uh, I'm just wondering how much Griffiths would... Uh, Enjoy that. I think he does want to play as a centre forward. Um, would we be would we be utilising his best assets by playing him out wide? I think probably not. And also, I'm kind of expecting Roberts to come in a bit of form at some point. I don't think Roberts is uh, finished for us by a long way. So I, I, no. I don't think he can play wide in a four-two-three-one. I think what you said if 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 you have a four-three-three with maybe. Two, the front tree maybe you know changing places and roaming because Dembele he's he's got a great stride on him I mean he's he's at one point in one of the chances he created in, on Sunday um I was, I was watching a slightly dodgy stream so it wasn't easy to pick out the players sometimes but it, it, I, I, I thought I thought the run and the pass he <laughs> made at first was actually Rodrik and I think it was think of a Sinclair chance in, in in the first half. So he's he's got a great physique. He can wonder. He can he can he can bring the ball down. And he can, he can wonder wide. Whereas and Griffiths can he's quite good at finding the pockets as well. And then you have somebody Sinclair or even a Roberts who can who can wander along yeah. that we'll, front line as well. we'll so get I think to it's, we'll I think get to if, if you want Griffiths and Dembele in the team, you're probably playing more a central tree rather than a two and a one. So I think if, if Griffiths come in, it's more for me 
Rodrigo going out, which has happened in terms of the substitutions yeah. as well. Okay. I, I think if you're going to play them, it's more likely it's going to be in a two than the three. I think cool. there's nothing wrong with being old fashioned and having the two there. Uh, and I, I think the, the, the two of them would work in tandem with each other. I also don't think on the on the three, even if, but see that the, the goal on Sunday. It wasn't the best cross in the world because it was actually behind them barely. And that's why he did the wee flick. That's why he did yeah. the little flick because there was the, I think, is it Kiernan? Yeah, the, the centre half. The centre yeah. half. Kiernan, f- for all his faults, um, signing for Rangers being one of them, <laughs> but for all his faults, he was actually on in a, a decent position to block a shot because he was near enough, he was at the side where if Dembele came and shot with his right foot, his body was there. To, to put his left foot out there to block that and it just so happened that the shot was the, the cross was behind him but he couldn't see where the cross yep. was coming because Dembele was blocking it Christian was, you were saying there about Dembele's movement mm-hmm. seeing the Man City game he he actually dominated their back four mm-hmm. he yeah. genuinely did he dominated the back four there was a guy a couple of years ago did it against us I think he was the Copenhagen centre forward He'd know better than I would because uh, oh, no, it was the guy that played in Germany, was it not? He played in Germany. Are uh, you talking about the guy from Malmo? Malmo, Malmo, is uh, it? Yeah. Malmo guy. Uh, what do you call him again? Um, oh, he was. He was just a he, great big player. Rosenberg. Rosenberg, yeah. Uh, Rosenberg, yeah. Th- yeah. Thirty-four, thirty-five yeah. years old or something yeah. like that. But he actually dominated yeah. our full back four. It just, it did, it just all the way along that line didn't give anybody any peace. But that's so, that's something that Griffiths can do without the physicality because yeah. Griffiths can do yeah. that. Just with with natural speed, with pace, yeah. natural movement for them. So, but uh, me personally, I don't see it being a three for them. I think it would be a two for them. It so, works, I don't think Griffiths is tactical enough to be able to come back either. Um, I, again, we've not really heard. Well, we've not really heard your points on this season so far, Christian. Um, but Eric Svechenko, I've criticised him on the podcast quite quite a lot yeah, recently. Um, probably because he's Scandinavian. Anything. <laughs> So, Eric Svechenko, um, no, like, I, I, is this couch from Ikea? It's actually, no. It's Habitat. Can you people stop putting me off? S- S- up. Seen, seen doesn't, some doesn't, times this couch, yeah. Doesn't even go to Ikea for these couches. No. Oh, Jesus. Very, very um, anti-Scandinavian. Um, <laughs> no, in terms of Eric Svechenko, I, I've criticised him, and it, it's not, it's not without, it's not that it's not... It's been warranted, in my opinion. Against Borussia Mönchengladbach, I found that he was consistently caught out of position, um, which made Toure tuck, which made Lustig tuck, which then made Lustig two against one, and people were shouting about the position of Lustig. Lustig was on... on he was done, because there was no... Forrest wasn't coming back to support him. Um, Sviachenko's positioning at times is not very good. Um, but again, I'm, I'm willing to still give him, to obviously, time. Um... Because he does, he's good at tackling and he's good at headering the ball, which is good for defenders. Um, obviously, Yozo came in against uh, Rangers on Sunday. Kevin, what are your kind of thoughts on Yozo? That performance was pretty complete. I think every team should have a Serbian warlord. <laughs> right uh, uh, now, he might not be Serbian <laughs> or a warlord. Let's just around <laughs> that area. But it's that it's, it's, it's the Scandinavian. It's exactly. just generalising you all together. So that whole Kosovo, just Montenegro, like Serb, uh, never been, never will be. Um, but doesn't even see the irony of that. Comment, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> um, but um, so there's 
yes, that he did make a difference. And we're going to come back to your point, though, in regards to the Motion Gladback game, when you were saying about everybody tucking in. One of the reasons they were tucking in, and this is something that's happened to Celtic even in Ronnie Dyer's time, was because in European football we were pushing our fullbacks forward too much, oh, yeah. which was creating a gap. Now, managers last season were, were commenting, um, saying that they could spy the, diff- the flaw in Ronnie Dyer's system and it was always going in behind our right back. That continued this season, so that's that's not so much to do with the centre-halves having to... The centre-half almost being at the halfway line isn't but, fucking great, though. But if your full-back goes, you would anticipate all three of the, re- the remainder of that defence to tuck in. But what it was resulting in is our right, right wing, James Forrest, he wasn't coming back right, then... Yeah. To defend for Lustig, so you seen how many times that they had they would have a cross ball. It was two on one at times, and, and yeah. It and it's not; so, it wasn't Lustig's fault. But, well, that's but, my point. That's all, but that's all. No, but it's also not Shevchenko's fault because it's you're, you're looking for a team to move as that that unit. Yeah, and if you go, I can't. Obviously, nobody can see the fi- the singles that I'm he's making doing here. Finger, he's doing finger stuff. But if you on a U shape, if you're falling around there, well, the left goes, the right comes down, and then vice versa. No, well, look, my, my point is um, his position is, is still poor at times. Would it be interesting to see if we ever played a, three. a back three I think where he stands, he just stands 10, 15 yards in front of the other two? So you've Colo and Jozo just sitting there and him in front. The reason for it is has, he's not the tallest, so you, you've got your two tall ones behind him. His ability just to step out and just maybe a as a semi-defensive midfielder, a reverse sweeper. Thoughts on that, guys? So, so I think in terms of the, the Borussia game, um, I think the main culprits in, in that game in terms of defence is actually the central midfield. Um, I'm not 100% aboard a Scott Brown low boat yet. I think on Wednesday, he was pretty poor in terms of, I think, Beton goes most of the flag because he had more obvious... Passing mistakes as well. I, I don't think Brown was, was at the races at all. I think and and Roderick, I think you you saw for all his qualities, his lack of speed and physicality really showed on Wednesday. So I think yeah. on Wednesday it was a really tough job for the for the the centre halves. It wasn't helped that Lustig and Tierney's distribution wasn't great either. So so it kind of just came flow flow after flow after flow against Fridchenko and 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 Ture. It, which you know is is we saw what happened uh, in the end, but uh, I no I I still think there's uh, I think you're being a little bit harsh on Eric, um, but he's a hipster. How can I be hard on him? I know, I know, but no, I I do think it, it has been interesting seeing Joseph come in, um, and I don't think he was tested that much yesterday. To be honest, we can come on to that, but he did have um, there was one thing in the first half I noticed where Rangers was coming on one of the very few uh, attacks and I think the boy I can't remember, was it Mike or was it another guy he was released down the right side anyway but he was called offside and the replays you can see that Yoso just before the pass he spotted where he was running took one step up put him in offside and there's like a very instinctive centre half yeah. yeah and it, it was but yeah. it was almost you don't have enough time to think that but he has the instinct of the position to do that and, and, it was, and you know if, if it hadn't taken that step, and you can say, okay, you, sh- you sh- should set the line with um, centre half, but 
if he hadn't done that, it, you would have been a big, big chance for Rangers. So no, so I, I was, I think he's his he's, blocks he's, are great. His blocks when he gets into a certain uh, yeah. when he gets into the right position, his blocks are really good. I, I, and he co- never really got going last season. I mean, he was, he was mm-hmm. okay once he had a run of games, and he was, I can't remember like huge mistakes he did he had a you know he wasn't superb but he was okay I think when Sviachenko and Simonovic they played a few games last season I think that's probably one of the best spells they had exactly yeah. um, Dermot I, I think Sviachenko's uh, he's had a lot of praise heaped on him by a lot of folk I've spoken to and uh, I've not quite been on board with that yet I don't think he's shown you know, real kind of quality. He loves it. He gets a, it. He loves the club. He does all the stuff with the videos and all that. He, get, get, make him captain. He does it. The wife, the wife plays for the ladies. Know, plays for the, make the, him the sisters in with the foundation. So there. Oh, get his wife make used him. to play football as well. It's yeah, nice she was better as well. But um, I mean, I think he looks like he's he's a to me a fairly decent player. I don't think he's great. I think uh, Jozo is a star. What I've seen, he looks, he looks like he's going to be great. Star. I think he is going to come in and actually be fantastic for us, hopefully. Uh, Sviachenko, though, he, he seems to be very dangerous from corners in the, the opposition area. Which is and something... I do think that's something that we could... Good be good if he... Yeah, that's it. be good if we keep us. I'll make one point and one qu- question. Um, why is our set pieces so bad? Our corners on... Yeah, Scott, Scott Sinclair needs to really look at where he has to aim a ball from now on. I know, it's... it's Does it's not every team think their corners are bad, though? Not every team. Is it, it, it anything that thinks, yeah, we've got really good corners, unless well, you're West Brom? Well, it was... Uh, it was Boom. There was a... However many corners there were in, it would be interesting to see how many actually landed in the box... Because there's a good few that just cleared the box and oh, like went straight over. Just, you know? um, there's a quick. We, did, do, you, do you want to do a stat? Oh, yeah. if you ha- if it? you have that stat, I'll be amazed. <laughs> so I have, for some reason maybe because I'm really sad. I've started tracking all the corners. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, you're really sad. Yeah. Really sad. And, and how many uh, Celtic has had this season? How many goals? So it's oh, uh, Jesus Christ. That's what I have to put up with. Them. So what I've okay, but I'm a couple of games behind. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm quite busy at the moment, but yeah. Uh, um, not Celtic. busy enough, by the way. <laughs> 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 that so what I have, so well, good thing you know, nobody else will keep track of this. I can, I can virtually say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I have so far, and probably a couple of games behind, but there's 111 corners Celtic has had, and they scored three. Uh, opposition had, we've had 62 corners against and conceded five. So, what does yeah. that mean, Christian? It That's means that Celtic has Clock scored. Say, wow, wow! <laughs> Celtic has scored on the corner every thirty-seventh corner they have, and they've conceded one every twelve and a half corners. Um, really important question here so from Matt. Hope you haven't fallen asleep. Um, <laughs> um, really important question from Matt McGunchy. Should we re-sign Paddy McCourt and uh, purely to bring <laughs> him on when we're five 0 up <laughs> oh at Ibrox? Um, I'm going to put that to yes. you, Kevin. Yes, Dermot. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, the game on Saturday, you know, a lot has been said um, about where Rangers are. We could say Paddy McCourt playing goals for us. <laughs> Maybe delusional FC are playing just now. Um, how I'm big is the, is, is the gap? Um, is is kind of something that's been been raised, and obviously Mark Warburton, the manager, and we don't usually talk about Rangers. We don't usually like. It's know, fun though, but it is, <laughs> you can pretend it's not. At, but at, it's at, at this point, it is is quite quite interesting. I listened to the BBC Sports Sound podcast today when I was going to work. Um, Richard Wilson was on it, um, okay. and delusional FC 
he's the most delusional journalist I've ever heard in my life, and there's a lot of them out there. He talked about Rangers like they weren't that far behind, and every time they mentioned that, you know, he actually compared, and I want, I was, I know you mentioned this to me on the WhatsApp, he compared the stats from the 5-1 game to the game on Sunday, and he says, look, there's not that much of a difference. Um, then he used that as a positive to say <laughs> rain, the gap isn't that big. Oh, that's brilliant. But that that <laughs> clearly makes no sense because so, we actually. Do you want to talk us through it, Christian? Yeah, let's talk about that. So, so yeah. if Kevin and Dermot want to go to sleep for a wee yeah, bit, no, that's, that's absolutely fine. fine. It's fine. Uh, so. I was just saying, let's talk about stats, baby. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about you and me. You know, I'm going to have to put that in now. I don't like, I don't like the wee, the wee thing you guys are doing. The wee sort of you're just <laughs> jealous. It's not, not for yeah. Chris, Chris brains and beauty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I think in terms, yeah, I mean, it's basically okay. You, I appreciate that you know not all journalists know football players needs to be you know totally up on the stats, but it's Cushion. should be allowed to take a Cushion. tiny point the, point the, I take a I tiny mean. step back and go maybe not just just look at the scoreline because if you're looking at the the you know quite basic stat like shots um shots on targets and possession so, so I think Celtic had one percent more possession than in the five one game. I think on the top of my head they have four more shots in total. They had I think one less shot on target. Yep. And and same with Rangers, I think they have maybe one less shot and two more uh, one more on target. So I mean stats were pretty much identical as as far as they can. And shots only tell you so much. So I I don't know how many of you are interested in, you know, the, the XG and expected goals. So that's basically mm. Seth is I'm gonna get this wrong and Seth is gonna be angry at me. But XG it's kinda like message Measures the more the the quality and and the likelihood of how many goals you score based on the shots you've taken and where you've taken them from, and the data for that in in Scotland is is very limited. But but guys like Seth um, Seth Dobson uh, at Two Two Six Blog and Matt Drain, who's uh, the boy Matt on Twitter, I mean these guys kind of collate that information through the BBC live commentary and and they put up XGs as as much as they can. So basically, what you get is is a number of expected goals. So the kind of shots, the shots they're taking from the position they're taking, on average, how many goals would you expect to get f- from that? And if you look at the league match, uh, Celtic um, was expected to get 3.14 goals um, and got five goals. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, Sunday, they expected to get 3.19 goals and got one. So in terms of that, you had just as many good chances and good shots. And Rangers was actually <laughs> supposed to get 0.6 goals in the first game. Uh, sorry, in, in, in on Saturday, Sunday, and 0.74 uh, in the first game. So basically, like that's and that's a stat that's slightly better than a shot stat. And he basically says Celtic kind of should have scored a tiny bit more goals and Rangers should have you know, expected to get tiny less. So, so based on the stats we have... Um, you know, it, it, the gap is just as big in, in, in any way. So you can go then into more subjective analysis of that game and say, well, it wasn't this and it wasn't that. I just <laughs> or felt, you could I just, just I, say I, the angels are shit. Yeah, exactly. That's the real fit, my man. Yeah. Uh, analysis yeah. of it. But you, you can't go and, and point to the stats and say, like, oh, that's, you know, you know, look at these stats. No. I mean, if you go by the stats publicly available in Scotland, that was just as 
a bigger gap between Celtic and Rangers there as in the game. It's just coincidences, uh, clinical finishing. You know, back Gilks had, had a good game. That kind of that kind of saves that. I mean, if if get his feet in order when, when Gilks have that, um, yeah, that in the first right. if they score one there, they're gonna go on and win by two or three yeah. or four. And it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> for Matt Warburton to to come out and say basically a one nil proves that we're closer. I mean, it's. It's delusional. But, but basically what he's doing there, it, yesterday he, he went Pressure. out and did, it set it up as a damage limitation. It, he's, he's going, going, okay, he, he basically abandoned any principles he has and he went really pragmatic and said, we're just going to sit in, uh, we're going to defend, if we nick one, great. And, and in a way, you know, as, as a tactic, yeah, maybe that was Rangers' best chance of, of winning. They've done it for... Years, but but then you can't say if you do that, you 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 basically West Brom, and and that's nothing wrong with that. Oh, there's a few things wrong, but if you're gonna then go and say, oh, the gap is closing, no, you can go out and say, look, I had to be pragmatic. I thought this was the best chance of winning the game, um, you know, yada yada. Um, but you can't then say, oh, the gap is closing, no, because you went out defensively, damage limitation, and even if when you did that. You conceded more shots than you did in the five-one. Yeah. So it's basically just Dermot. coincidence that you haven't scored that much. So, so I mean, his his comments are rubbish on so many levels. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing about uh, Warburton's comments is uh, I've heard them quite a few times, or uh, in a few other post-match games, and I, I, I don't think he he's said a lot wrong uh, most of the time. I've heard Warburton talk, but I was wondering if the words were put into his mouth by the PR department. Now, I strongly think they were. I don't think Warburton watched that match. As a manager that obviously can manage to a certain level and is fairly kind of knowledgeable about football, and thought, oh yeah, there's not much of a gap here. He he knows, you know. I mean, he he saw what went on. He saw the, the disallowed goal, uh, Roger missing the the setter that would have actually the goal that counted, really the goal that did and didn't count. You know, the fact that um, Sviachenko scores that header in the 60th minute or 55th, no, 58th minute. The thing is, but, the, the early, if we got an early goal. It would have yeah. been five. You know, we'd, we'd have steamrolled them. Because they, they did just set up just, Aye, just to contain his... That's like, he he they, knows that. They went for a more defend, defensive right-back than what they normally yeah. have. And then they still play the right-back in front to provide more defensive you, 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 cover. You, you, know, you, look, you look at the quarter-final against Alloa. Alloa kept Celtic to nil-nil about the same length as Rangers did. We're not going to say, oh, hey, Alloa is really closing the gap on Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're right there now. They're getting closer. That's essentially what Rangers did. But because they have slightly better players, you know, had a bigger chance of winning it. But, um, but <laughs> they, they weren't much more impressive than Malwa. But I think it's something that has to be looked at from the kind of Rangers point of view. Even going, you know, the press communications they've made about the, the Hibs pitch invasion, etc. I've been really kind of forceful in trying to put their point of view across and absolve any any blame from any other fans, etc. And all of this sort of stuff. And I was just thinking that, you know, the gap was obviously just as big and, and they got lucky. Celtic were a bit unlucky and it was it was nervy as an old firm and game it, is. But that's almost like it seems to be a PR strategy that they have, you know, to try and feed misinformation, and try working, and get the media working, to pick I mean, it up it, and people believe it. It, it. it is a delusion. And what is bad for Rangers and funny for everybody else is that is that, that delusion from when they got promoted has basically driven the strategy over the summer definitely like oh you know we're just going to get out they went out and got big names the probably the biggest ones they could get in terms of names yeah. but players that cost a lot of money it's on the way down and was completely and utterly not suited 
to their system. And yep. it, 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 I think it has a lot to do with that frame of mind. We're saying, look, yo, we're a big club. We're back again. We're going to go and show that through our transfer strategy. Whereas if, if you know, we talk about the game in April, um, which I still, you know, th- I think the main difference with, between that and then is that, you know, Rangers were at least, you know, they knew they were doing, they knew their system, they kept the ball well, they had a hard work big work rate I still think they're really lucky to win that game mm-hmm. because they had three shots on target and scored two but at least there was a plan and a system and I don't know if it's Warburton who's just getting my ideas above his station or he's too delusional but the way they went out in the summer and and the players they bought is utterly indefensible from the whole club in terms of what they did I mean they regressed so much and the main blame for that must be Mark Warburton. I don't know how much input he's got in strat- transfer strategy. He probably has a bit, but his tactics this year and everything, that team has gone down something rotten. And it's it's funny, but it's it's to, to, to claim based on that 1-0 yesterday is closing the gap. I mean, if you want to believe that, fair enough, but that's that's not going to solve your problems. I, I think a lot of Rangers transfer strategy is down to Mark Warburton because I think the infrastructure at delusional FC just now is isn't there, so I don't, they've not got they've admitted freely themselves they don't have a massive scouting network and such like he's used contacts from down south. There's been rumours that a lot of the players that he's brought in were actually signed through an agency that his son's associated to. You've had that that the the ov- the overrated elder players that they've brought in they spent one point eight million pound on Garner who twenty eight and. He's- yeah, there's no resale value for it, and Celtic signing policy. Um, Dermot Desmond said it a couple of weeks ago. Our signing policy is to have players nurtured, whether that's through our own system or bought, but they're to be nurtured and and have a sell-on value. There's n- and there's nothing wrong with if that is the i the the fundamental basics of how it's to work then you stick to those principles. Rangers don't have that just now. The signing policy did show that. Um, it, it's, it, they, their midfield, if you, you mentioned the, the game in April, the biggest one of the biggest differences is actually Scott Brown's performance mm-hmm. because Scott Brown just couldn't perform in April due to... It's, Injury, yeah. Yeah, it's t- I can't remember, but it's too, too it was too... It was ACL, wasn't yeah, it? but it was not both of them, though. It's it's well that whatever the injury had in his leg, Let's he just had him that. both he both of them. Yeah, it's damn Scandinavians <laughs> can't even get injuries right. But um, no, but Warburton um, is an educated guy. But Warburton is having a, a, a. I think Warburton should be looking at within himself just now and thinking, "Am I getting played here? Is this the kind of?" career path that I want because down at Brentford he was getting quoted with a lot of big jobs he took a chance to come up uh, manage up here his first season was a gimme there was no <laughs> the, he, like, nobody could do that wrong and then he's thinking okay there was money promised Dave King said 30, 30, 30 million, million. Yeah, 30 million. Um, we'll, we'll spend what's required to match Celtic None of that's came to fruition at all. He's sitting there. He's had the audacity over the last couple of days to start questioning Celtic's wage bill, saying that it's <laughs> two, two and a half, three, three and a half times bigger than us. Yet, when Alan Stubbs done it last year, questioning 
Rangers wage bill, he turned around and shot Aaron Disrespect. Stubbs. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. And you do not know the facts. Just a quick How point. Does he know the facts in Parkhead? So, so Delusional. Just a quick no. point on the on the wage bill. Um, so, at the top of my head, so, so the last financial uh, accounts for both clubs, Ranger, the, the percentage of wages in, in uh, Rangers in terms of income was about 80%. For Celtic, I think it was around 65%. So if you start getting over 75 80% on your wage bill and you spend all your income on that, that, you know, red lights should be flashing. Yeah, Celtic is still not spending as high a proportion of their income as Rangers are. So in terms of, it, it is this f- financial illiteracy among still too many of, of people who write and talk about football in, in the media in Scotland. And, and to go back from, from last season, I mean, he... he he wasn't getting a renewed contract in England. That to become manager of the season last year, when he wins a weaker league than what Robbie Nielsen did the year before, with about ten points less, <laughs> yeah. and to get <laughs> and, and to get to knocked out and, and to lose to the Scottish Cup final. I mean, I guess a team who had won it in forty billion years. No other. Uh, to, to give him the manager of the year award is absolutely ridiculous. And it's, uh, you know, there isn't a big conspiracy in the Scottish media for wrenches, but there's obviously still a lot of confirmation bias towards that. It's uh, not yeah. a conspiracy. It's so obvious. It's not a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. I mean, so, so ridiculous. Uh, and, uh, Bloody mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> no, I mean, it's I, I'm I'm still not convinced by Warburton. He, Warburton had things to prove this season and he's not done. He's failed in every level and his reaction after the Aberdeen game in terms of um, going up to the ref and yelling in his face and, and things like that. I mean, it's it's obviously a guy under pressure. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a massive pressure and he's not coping well. And, and add to that Joey Barton and it's really fucking funny the whole thing. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin you, well actually I'll go to Dermo first. Dermo, um, thoughts on Joey Barton? Joey Barton I think uh, should be seeking the services of a good lawyer and his uh, players union rep <laughs> they're basically trying to come up with an excuse to sack him and to force him out of the door and to absolve themselves of any kind of financial responsibilities uh, definitely been made a bit of a scapegoat I'm not a big fan of uh, Barton really uh, yes you are you love Joey Barton? I, no, Before I, I, he signed for Rangers, you'd really <laughs> like Joey Barton. He's been I like, great for Celtic I this liked season. Barton at Newcastle. I did think he was he was quite a good player. I he think, was good at Man City as well. Oh, Man City, I thought he was great. Uh, but I, I mean, he's, he's, he's slowed right down. Uh, last couple of seasons with QPR, it no, wasn't happening. Like, Marseille, it was difficult for him. It's like uh, Pierce Morgan. There's no point getting upset about him. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, you just, it's better just left him. Know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get upset about him, but I do think that, you know... It, Given that they've had the same situation, we in black in terms of you know the gambling thing to a much worse extent. Yeah. Uh, to try and then use that in a completely different way against Barton, just because Barton told some home truths, it it shows that there's trouble in that camp. You know, I mean, they're. They've, you got, know. Look, they've got Andy Halliday, who's a good Rangers man. All right, and do you know what you need? See, you need a good. Well, you need a good Rangers, good man, Rangers man. But that's the thing. You would have thought the Warburton was taking them above that. That kind yeah. of nonsense. But maybe one last point on Delusion I've Oh, seen, you got another, which, which I like, Kevin. I like that. Um, there's two players there, like O'Halloran and, and Forrester, who, who fits that system mm-hmm. and they're good. And I'm talking about Matt Drain's XG maps. He's got. Um, Forrester as, as the best Rangers players in terms of expected goals but and also reason, the best Rangers player with suntan teeth and hair I mean <laughs> the guys 
ridiculous. So I mean, he's got players that suits the system that he doesn't play, and I just I, actually, I don't know what's I'm going actually, on. I've actually been really impressed with the, the, the small bits I've seen on Forrester. I've been really impressed with him. He looks yeah. actually pretty good. The stats back that up. The stats, oh, the stats back up. Yeah. Um, just but the stats are a couple of games out of date. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah, that's a good Look, point. Only stats that matter are the goals. Am I right, lads? You know? Lads, um, it, we've got two games coming up. Um, we've got Ross County. Um, well, th- this drops today, so we, we obviously you were, you may have listened to already. <laughs> drops. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ross County and Aberdeen. Um, Aberdeen at Petodre on Saturday. Kevin, how do you approach both those games? A bit do we? Because does I think it'll quite early first of all. Along the A91, I think oh, it is, Jesus you go Christ. northbound. This is, why, this is why you stopped coming on the podcast. They are quite yeah, similar, actually. Or, or they may stay in Dingwall, because yeah. we're playing there Wednesday evening. Book a little so B&B got up there, questions. and then drive down. The only, um, only person who's been more dominated than, than Rangers on Sunday has been Gal at this pod, I think. It's Do you know what? I actually, I, that was very good. <laughs> That's the annoying <laughs> thing, and that was very good. Um, but no, like, um, in terms of rotating the, squi- the, the, the sort of squad, um, we've got, I, I thought, um, we've had a few questions from people um, regarding Sinclair, maybe not having his best game on Sunday, or, you know, his use of the ball when he had it, maybe making the wrong decisions. I, I thought it was good. No, I, that, I, I, that. Fair enough, yeah. but he looked tired. I thought at times um, and I think there's some squad rotation thoughts I've I've said this before um, speaking with other people that I'm surprised that with Gamboa that we've signed him we threw him into a ridiculously tough game (laughs) and then he's not been seen since now I appreciate there's been he played played in the Inverness game but there's family commitments and things that have happened as well which may have but I think we we all know that Lustig is a Handsome man. Actually, a different point here. Have we ever signed an ugly looking Swede? I know you've got a thing about Scandinavians, but let's just speak about. Is there any ugly looking Swedes? But we've never actually had one, if you think back, the the Swedes that we've had. Yeah, I'll be. Stunning. Uh, Lustig Stunning um, um, What's his name the, um, Dan Mastronovich Absolutely stunning oh, Kevin, that's that's just He looks like You're not I wrong I just thought This whole way around there So I could be compared Because <laughs> yeah. you said It was Nick Cage It's actually Dan Mastronovich So but First hour of the pod Has been leading up To this point <laughs> A whole bit of it So but yeah No I would Because I would have We know Lustig uh, Does tend to have Seven, eight, nine games When he's got his run And then he's actually Out for seven, eight, nine games Well he was his second top um, Appearance player last year and he played 30 the year before I so don't this, is this is a fallacy I don't follow his stats it's not that's a stat. his job it's not, not mine that's his stuff you just make random uh, yeah you do uh, yes, like, welcome back to the podcast but Kevin. precisely but <laughs> yeah I would I, and I think um, that we've done what we need to do this year well we've actually the, the main purpose was to get into the Champions League Um and I think a little bit of rotation within the league wouldn't be wouldn't go amiss. I think there's people that have earned the opportunity to be there. I think Paddy's not had his chance since he's come back from his injury. I think he should certainly have his chance over the next couple of games because the cameo performance against Borussia was unbelievable when he came on. Yeah. Um, Armstrong has should have his opportunity. I also think McGregor should have his opportunity before Beaton just now. I think he gives a little bit more en- energy there. Ugh. But we can go back Yuck. to like young O'Connell at the start of the season as a set and a half. Rubbish. But in Premiership games where you can turn around and say we've got a bigger game coming up. So, Wednesday's game. 
tonight, tomorrow, whenever this gets dropped, as you said, I don't get <laughs> what that means. By the way, no, I just don't know what it means when you say dropped. Released, I don't need... released. All oh, right, right, okay. So, uh, uh, when people listen to it, <laughs> yeah, because they could listen to it on Thursday or Friday. Oh, they yeah. could listen to it next week, and this oh, is all completely geez. shite. Cut through the um, bullshit, Kevin. Yeah, that's coming for you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, that's what you're doing. All oh, right, sorry, I thought you had a go oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, offensive. <laughs> But I like it coming from you. You've got to, to apologise now. <laughs> no, I've now taken his point of view. You're right, all Scandinavians. Fucking <laughs> hell, apart from your handsome Swedes. Um, yeah. But I think like, have have uh, have the bigger guys back for Saturday. Yeah, because Saturday's a massive game. It is. It genuinely is. It's yeah. against the team. And I know you, yeah. you you said you don't know how Aberdeen beat. I actually think Aberdeen will pushes. I th- I think I actually. I think Demet Kinnis is doing a decent, uh, actually a better job than decent up there. And I've said earlier on, I yep. think the front six is very, very good. I, I think, I, I think last season, you know, the, the you know Ronnie was a bit rocky in terms of support and stuff from like uh, the, the squad. And let's be honest, a lot of players maybe didn't give us the hundred percent the way they should have. Um, Aberdeen yeah. floundered. When they should, if they pushed forward, yeah. maybe who knows what would have happened. I'm not, I'm not saying they would have won the league, but they would have been closer. The point is, this season is they've not kicked on fully yet. I I I expect them to. McInnes is a good manager. I, I'm a fan of what he, what he's doing at Aberdeen. They just need to kick on a wee bit further, which I think their performance on Saturday against Morton they they should have lost. Frankly, right? Should have lost. But the performance against Saturday or coming Saturday against Celtic, it will be night and day because yeah. it's Celtic at Pitodri, and they will. Yeah. I I think. I think Aberdeen are good, and they have been good for a couple of seasons. I don't think they're McGinnis is you know doing something more than you should be expecting from Aberdeen. Aberdeen's got the third biggest income of any club in Scotland, so they should be among the top three. But I do think on on, on Kevin's point about rotation, so it, I think especially the last few weeks, Rodgers has really stuck to the same system and the same players. A lot, and it's almost like it's it's in a deliberate way of one really getting people to you know build those relations on the pitch mm-hmm. and then get the system yeah. going, and two making sure that you know he probably might do that throughout Champions League, um, you know through the League Cup final, and then make a bigger gap in the league as possible, and then maybe come December January, yeah, yeah then he might start rotation mode. So I'd be interested to see what he does tomorrow because that's that's a big test. It's Wednesday night. Um, up north, and then you're going up there again, you know, Saturday morning. So, so you're probably arriving in Glasgow back first day after midnight, and then you have to go up again the next day. So, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of bans those principles tomorrow, uh, and 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 do a few more rotations. I think people like Gamboa is probably mm-hmm. bound to start. Well, let me ask you before yeah. we get to actual personnel, okay, um, Dermot, how many people? How many? How many would you change? Not necessarily what the personnel would come in, but how many would you change? Because remember, at Ronnie after the and I'm not I, I love Red Isle. I'm not going. I'm not criticising him. But after the the Champions League game against Inverness, we changed ten. Now yeah. you don't want to do that, do you? How many? How many drinks nah. acceptable? And we don't want to be disrespectful in a way as well. Yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, we want to try and take the points, obviously. Uh, but I think we can afford to change. You know, th- three folk, yeah. Yeah. quite quite but, easily. You know, and we do that. You're still maintaining the the core kind of spine of the team. The rest of the people that actually are needing the rest. The Aberdeen game's massive. The Aberdeen game, are, for me, is much more vital points than against Ross County. We can afford a, 
I don't want to say we can afford a slip up, but it's better up to slip up against Ross County sure. than against Aberdeen. Um, and in terms of resting people, we really should be resting people at this point because of Champions League games. There's, other, there's, 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 there's that many games, games coming. And as Christian said, that then allows to build relationships with the, the players oh. that you can bring in, hmm. as opposed Aye. to. Look, uh, and I know you said not to pick on a particular. Um, use a name all the time, but if we j- for Gamboa as a prime example, yeah, no, that's fine, yeah. Uh, uh, when we speak about the back four as a unit, yep, he's not part of that unit yet, yep. and uh, there's he he's going to come into a game soon where he's got no experience with who he's playing with, yeah, yeah. As a Gary does because he well, then again, it doesn't really either. No, but it's but these are games. I just mean if we drop Tierney, just well, if you drop if you drop Tierney, you don't drop Lustig. Ah, yeah. Fair so enough. you you yeah. would do it that way. One of them's going to come in. You're not yeah. going to change. Um, I got a question from Paul Carlin at the Paul Carlin. Uh, thoughts on resting, and he picks two players for Forrest and Dembele to bring in McCourt. Um, McCourt I was going to say because it says Paddy um, to bring in Paddy Roberts and Griffiths. Um, mm-hmm. Give them some much needed game time. Thanks for uh, tweeting in as always. Um, let, let, let's go go from a perspective of Wednesday. Actually, Saturday, would you play the team that played against the semi-final? I, I think that team is probably his, his first choice. So With Bitton in there? I, yeah, I think, yeah, I still think Bitton is, is his first choice. Um, I think the kind of game where you, you kind of, you maybe want to be a bit more defensive as well. I, I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be very, very similar. Um, I do wonder when if, if Robert if Forrest might be get a, yeah. a, a slight break. I think his Forrest is probably maybe the first one due out uh, just now. Kevin, let me. I know I'm kind of going to go going back and forth a little bit, but does Gary McKay Stephen have a, an opportunity in terms of um, being part of even the squad? Do you think, or do you think his time is done? He might end up in the superstore or something, starting <laughs> shells, but that'd probably do the future with Celtic just now. It's not he's not got a future with Celtic. He apparently had the opportunity to go out at the start of this to season. Ross, Ross County, I think yeah, and he might just not have fancied because he's he's been there and, and maybe he feels if we're speaking about the way we described Brendan Rogers earlier on, that that career trajectory, he, he maybe feels he could go maybe somewhere bigger than Ross County, but I think he should have. For his own Personal development, yeah. yeah. Um, so no, I don't think he's got a future. So Saturday, um, would you play the same team um, against Aberdeen? Would you play the same team as you did in the uh, semi-final, or would you change it up in any way? Well, I think if you were to, if we go with what we said earlier on, there's a possibility of changes getting made tomorrow. The argument could well be that if if it was Dembele that came out and Griffiths comes in, which I actually wouldn't object to because I actually yeah. I commented on Sunday that I felt Griffiths might have been a better option than the belly I just thought Griffiths is so up for a game just now that he would have genuinely I, I honestly thought he'd have worked a treat for us on Sunday and I think when he came on you've seen that from yeah. the the what he wants to give to Celtic just now so having him in there and resulting in that being would we would we stay would we stick with the same team for for Saturday if he was to be the one that we brought in and scored two or three goals, then that, that means that Rodgers is in a predicament where he turns around and says, well, the man on form stays. Then barely, yeah, we stay. But if he gets rested for the sake of being rested, but Griffiths comes in and then scores, surely then Griffiths stays. Aye. I think as well that uh, for the European game, Dembele's going to be picked. So actually giving Dembele a bit of a rest, and, you know, he's had a lot of games that make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think Griffiths is a, a great guy to come in and step up. No, no problems at all. Is that um, a massive? Would it would it, would it massively weaken us? No, 
not, not at all. And especially different, different, t- different um, types of game. Different types of player. But fitting into the system, just the same. I think that in terms of James Forrest, I mean, it's been great. And I mean, I've not been a fan of Forrest for years and I don't think he's given as much but this season he's been brilliant but maybe his performances lately Roberts is, is, is due a go at it and I think you're right when he came on against Munch and Gladbach Roberts mm-hmm. looked outstanding and uh, he's maybe tried a bit too hard in some of his earlier games uh, and but I think I, I'd, I'd give Roberts a run out now uh, give Forrest a bit of a rest. And so are you talking three changes for the Ross County game and then a the similar team, depending on what happens at the Ross County game, um, but, you know, a, this, you know, the same back line, so I, I we've, we've not kept a clean sheet with um, Toury in the team. There's a stat for you. Stick although he's played the bigger games. Yeah. No, no, I'm not, but we haven't kept a clean sheet, whereas no, I, 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 I think that's see, a stat. I, I think it's I've used a stat. You can't, you can't isolate stats. Well, you can. Stat. You can isolate and say... Shut up. That's, you know, that's analytics. That's happened in this that's situation. That's analytics. And uh, isolating stats. And uh, that Christian? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. I, I, what's I, the I point of stats? Cells and everything. It's not place. But I think, I mean, Toure has played the bigger games against the better yeah, teams that we were always going to concede. Yeah. Uh, and actually some SPL games, but we're going to have a clean sheet. That's why uh, he there's not that many, but... The <laughs> <losing left C, laughs> yeah. I think the midweek domestic games... Just kind of come between two bigger games has been in against Motherwell and Alloa in, in the League Cup. We we can rest more, so it'll be interesting to see going up north on a Wednesday night against a decent team. I think they're, they're uh, a good they're a good um, team. They're a good hard How much it'll change? I don't think it'll be more than tops four. I think you're looking yeah. at maybe Gamboa and then you know Dembele, Rodrik, Forrest. I think probably two of those will be rested. Yeah. Maybe all three. I think what you might see is, is Armstrong coming as a number 10 on mm-hmm. Wednesday instead yeah. of Rodrick. Mm-hmm. Could, could Paddy Rogers yeah. play the number 10? See, if, I, I know we've spoke about having a place in either Forrest or Sinclair, but could he do the number 10 role? Well, um, there's a guy on Twitter, um, Jack Lyons, who uh, Gal is a big fan of his views on yeah, Mike Connell's passing uh, yeah. ability. He's, he's, he's brought that exactly up as well. And I think there's a lot of... Slightly like different players, but there's a lot of um, Paddy Roberts in terms of Raheem Sterling, what Rodgers has done before mm-hmm. in having him, you know, he he can start in the middle and, and wander out. And I think he's sometimes, I think, you know, as, as you've been saying, Roberts has been doubled up on a lot because yeah, he's out yeah. on the wing. So, so he kind of needs maybe a bit more freedom to roam and find the pockets. So, so I think it's, yeah, I think with Roberts in, in the front three, with um, Griffiths and Sinclair, you, you see a, a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a question uh, regarding the position of um, the idea of yeah. It's Alex McDee. She's just saying about dropping. Uh, it's just dropping Sinclair on Saturday on 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 Wednesday to bring in and have Roberts and Forrest two out and out sort yeah. of wingers. Um, because obviously Sinclair drifts in quite a bit as well. And um, there's also been kind of you know. With Rogic, how frustrating are we? Because we've not heard your thoughts on it. His fitness, Kevin. I, th- I think it's the, the it's call. Uh, Stevie Wonder could see that he's no last. He's not able to last a full <laughs> game that way. Um, you, you, what he's what twenty four years old, and he doesn't have the core fitness to last full ninety minutes. So you you realise that that's why he's never going to be able to take the step up. 
he can play international football for Australia against the likes of Iran. Iran. Yeah. Um, my geography is absolutely shocking. Thank you for yeah. helping out. So, yeah, he, he can play against all those teams and be a star for them there. But he's not going to do anything better for us than get 60 minutes. But again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If, you could get a, if you're guaranteed a good 60 minutes from him, and he puts in a shift, and on a regular basis, he does actually put in a shift. Um, he, he's, I've said before, he's the only naturally two-footed player that plays in Scotland, never mind just for Celtic. He's He is gifted in that side of things. He just doesn't have the capacity for it. I, I think on on, the, on our WhatsApp earlier, we, we kind of compared um, Wojcik to, to Matt Letizier, whereas Letizier would... Probably be get a lot less games. A lot better as well. Calm down, Matthew. But, well, no, but it's, it's, it's a player that's technically superb, but he wouldn't have the pace to be able to do the things. And they both did. come from an island. Exactly. Guernsey. Get to it, Sir Matt. Or Jersey. Or Jersey. Both, both, both of those are islands. Yeah, well. just mentioned two islands. Uh, Dermot Turi seems to be uh, to play in the big games, but having seen the recent performance from Jozo and Eric, um, should we split that partnership up or let it play out? That's from uh, Tony Chambers. That's a really good question. I think Tory's actually been quite impressive for Celtic in Europe. Uh, and, yeah, I think we've depended on as kind of... Would you, would you let them play out from now on? Like, they've, they played the big semi-final. We got over that hump because we've lost so many games um, at Hamden recently. They played well. Um would you just let them go and kind of like the Dembele situation where Dembele's only really going to be dropped when he loses a bit of form because he's, you know, playing I so know. well? I think, I think Rogers brought Toure in because he knows him and he can trust him um, more than anything else. Ah, yeah, and he, he'll organise, he really will. Um, I think, it, I mean, it was, he's unfortunate against Munch and Gladback what happened, but I was real impressed with him after the game. He stood up and said, you know, I'll, I'll take a, it. Other than those made, two massive that, mistakes, he was okay. Yeah, well, he saved a couple of goals with challenges. Yeah, yeah. Two two yeah he was, I get really frustrated because there, there was a couple of people that said, um, F.A. Ambrose did that against Juventus and he got hung out to dry. He says, oh, no, F.A. Ambrose done that against Juventus. He got hung out to dry, but it wasn't because of the Juventus game that he got hung out to dry. It's just because it happens so often. Yeah. Dembele has been a, a massively good signing for Celtic. He has has been important at the back, as Dembele has been up front, so he has. Mm-hmm. But he he's also there as as the and trusted lieutenant, yeah. the trusted lieutenant for Rogers. Well, yeah. Rogers said at the start that he he knew in the dressing room that there was no big voices. So he brought in somebody that he knew that, that's been there, done that. And you, yep. you've seen it in games where he, he's very, very vocal, not just with his back four, but he'll he'll tell people in front of him what's to happen. But he'll, he'll also yep. bring them down. He'll say, look, we're where we're at. Keep it, keep everything calm because he, he's got it. And he, he, he would have came knowing that he's not going to play 45, 50 games this season. I don't know if physically he could do that because he, he does carry a bit of timber. But the other two guys are the future for us for forever, forever long and he'll yep. be there for guidance. Yeah, I think one of the, the kind of key points as well, um, kind of, I think it was last week, um, Dembele did a sort of Twitter Q&A um, with the Celtic sort of official Twitter account. Um, one, one of the questions was who's been, you know, a big influence on you? And... 
Turi. He said Turi's been fantastic with me. He's told me when I need to do this and when I need to do that. Even in training, he's given me a little bit of advice now and then. And also, which is fantastic, because he's obviously helping you know with 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 the youth as well. But if you compare, you know, not to go back to Rangers, we brought in Turi and they brought in Clint, Clint Hill. Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean last season brought in Boyata and and Shifty. And then this brought in Dembele That's and, and, and Tour as well. So I keep, we keep forgetting like about Bayata. still there, isn't it? So, so um, you, you're been you, impressed with that comparison, Kevin? <laughs> very much. So I just, I th- that just that alone actually sums up Scandinavians. Yeah. No, sorry. No, no, I was actually just meaning that the actually yeah, I do mean Ronnie Dial. The difference to last year, this year, but whether that's it's not named Ronnie Dial as well. It's not because it's obviously the mentality of the board as well that they're turning around and saying, okay, if we're if we're employing this type of manager, this type of manager is going to accept this. But if we go and employ this type of manager, he gets we have, lunch. Yeah. we have to. Is that what is that a lunch? That's, that's, that's French, all for dinner. That's French. Yeah, I is think, it? Yeah, I'm is giving that, him the finger. Is that a fish dish? I'm giving him the finger. And we we kind of had the discussion earlier, but you, in terms of what Dyla, when Chifty came in last season, he actually started in the European games ahead of Griffiths. And but that was only because he did domestic ban. Because he butt somebody the year before. That was because he the ban. Remember, well, but a couple of games it wasn't. Usually. Oh, so your stats uh, for no, seven no, game ban no. at the start of the season no. started. No, to I your don't, I yeah. don't think that's. You've been stat dominated. Oh, no, no, stat do, stat I'm going to check that. I don't think Griffiths was. Uh, Get on the Wi-Fi code no, for your flat no. so you can look it up on Google. Because he's playing in between in the domestic games. You anyway, stat <laughs> dominated. What Dyla tried to do with Shifty, it's obviously a lot of what you see Rogers has done with Dembele. In terms of, I don't think he's convinced about Lee Griffiths on his, on top, on in, by, by himself in Europe as well. So, so you kind of see, you know, he's got some of the same ideas as, as Dyla had in, in terms of how, how you play. I think it just with Shifty, he just wasn't of the quality. So even with Griffiths, I probably some of his weaker points in Europe, it was better to play him anyway. More grandioso so, ideas. That's French too. Ooh. Most of them bell is that. Um, Grandioso. No. <laughs> no. Grandioso. No. Grandioso. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking French words at the end so. <laughs> <laughs> Grandioso. Yeah, he means grandiose. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Look at that T-shirt; it's terrific. <laughs> Maybe not enough uh, enough Musa love so far, but I got a stat for you, courtesy of uh, your pal Jack Lyons. I love that guy. He's uh, awesome. <laughs> um, so Gary Hooper. Uh, whole career with Celtic scored five goals against Rangers and uh, two goals in uh, Champions, League. Champions League group stages. Musa Dembele four goals against Rangers, two in the Champions League group stages already. So Gary Hooper's better than Musa Dembele. That's, 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 that's so the far, point that's I was getting to <laughs> <laughs> until next week. Or, you know. yeah. So, but it tells you like the impact he's had. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, and from when Scott Sinclair came in, uh, him and Sinclair have scored half of Celtic goals. Since they came in, I just so. I just wanted to raise this as well. When when Mr. Dembele, because uh, I, w- I was watching the kind of um, highlights of the sort of League Cup, how Celtic got to the League Cup semi, uh, showed the Motherwell game, and Dembele scored uh, two goals in that game. And I remember that specifically because the podcast before, Kieran Haran was saying, "Ah, Dembele, I just don't think he's got it. <laughs> we need to drop him. We need to drop him now." I do not accept a striker who's now, not scoring. You need to be careful if you start to bring up things that has been previously said on previous That's podcasts. True. Why? Because 
Berman Why? can be arrested for some of those things. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Well, uh, yeah. Don't, do it. don't draw attention. Yeah, no, let's really not draw attention to that. But natural, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but the point is, look, we're at we're at the we're at the ninety minutes. It's it's flown through. It's flown by. Um, Kevin and Dermot. And in fact, have we got any other kind of points you want to make? Genuinely, just as, as we're wrapping up. I think an interesting thing would be what happens when uh, James Forrest is uh, injured, which will be, and uh, Scott Sinclair's out. Um, and that's when, just when you mentioned about Gary Mackay, Stephen earlier, I suddenly I was just thinking, you know, Roberts is there, but will we change formation or who's who's going to come in? Because I can see that actually happening. Because Forrest goes through, you know, massive spells of sort of being out for months at a time. What do we do, Kevin? That would you hope the 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 flexibility of Rogers' tactics there, where you'd he could maybe change how his system is, but also on that, if if we've got any aspirations of having Paddy Rogers more than the end of this season he does have to start playing a little bit more for yeah. for him to want to stay too Yeah, because exactly. he's not playing in the big games yeah he's not really playing in the, the, the league games either mm. so yeah I think Paddy deserves a run I think Paddy will get a run and it also yeah. would make me tear the dead happy wouldn't it when he just looks <laughs> up and oh, Paddy's back they're, so, they're their best pals. I, I think you found out that chifty fact yet, mate? <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate. <laughs> no. No, see when he calls you mate, man. It's, that's it. It's, it's, it's over. It's, you're, you're done, frankly. I, I think James Forrest has peaked. And I think you, you might as well bring in Paddy Roberts now. I, 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 yeah. yeah I, I can't see Forrest keeping this up. I honestly can't. Well, I can't either. I can't, I can't see him staying fit. Actually, just going on previous years, he's gonna an injury is gonna happen. It's gonna be a couple of months before he's back. Brown's gonna get a suspension soon as well. Did you see that tackle? Um, in the game was it on Halliday when he just completely clattered into him, or was it Holt? What did the ref think about it? Uh, well, the ref was excellent, was so right. he clearly uh, it was excellent there. <laughs> yeah, you know, in that one moment, you know, <laughs> plenty of other times he was he was far from excellent. Just you know? to confirm, the ref was not excellent. <laughs> it was just that one specific point. First um, of the first twelve fouls given yesterday, oh, eleven was arranges. Yeah, nice. surprise, surprise. Yeah. God loves a stat, so he does. Um, yeah, that that's us. That's our podcast. Um, 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 excuse me, Ronnie, watch. Oh yeah, oh, actually, do you know what? Before yeah, uh, yeah okay, I've I've got there's the the tweet. Um, before we get to Ronnie Watch, okay. um, it's a Celtic related Ronnie related tweet. Okay, so very excited about that. Uh, the tweet is it's about um, a player we've been linked with, um, a Scandinavian player. But give us Ronnie Watch. I'll get this. this so one. Ronnie, um, in charge of his uh, first game, officially in charge for Wallerenga on Sunday. Of course, we all knew that uh, against the relegation rival Tromsø away. Hate those guys. Three 0 win, boom. Of course, yeah. pretty much secured a place now. Ronnie's looking happy. It's, it's all good. It's all good. He's in a good place. Is this a school team? I'm only joking. I actually really like Tyler. Uh, it's, it's 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 seen a league that's um, rated higher than the SPFL. So. You can suck <laughs> it. Um, so Beach Boy at Beach Boy sixty six. Um, this is specifically for you because okay, obviously nice. you're thinking what do you know about Alexander Isaac at AIK Stockholm do I look Swedish yeah do I look Swedish yeah you yeah. all look the same <laughs> looks <you>. fantastic <laughs> so are we scouting him we won't have Dembele long so hope we're keeping tabs on Isaac I think you might have a question about the Norwegian player yeah what's happening with Ayer Ayer Oh, he's so uh, oh, yeah. he, he wasn't he wasn't playing for the under twenties yesterday. So and I haven't heard he's he injured. So hey, maybe maybe he's in the squad tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe he's <laughs> went but off the rails. 
He, he keeps scoring for Norway. He's scoring some great goals for Norway under 18. So Not Norway, of, of course, we know uh, get beat off Azerbaijan. No football. fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Worse yeah, than Scotland. Right. I didn't think, I didn't think we, there was an international um, team worse than us, but there is, and it's <laughs> Norway. And we battled hard against San Marino and, and finally got the win. So <laughs> That's yeah. And you changed your Twitter handle to suck it to certain <laughs> media newspapers. Just say the sun, the, the bastards. Yeah. This yeah. absolute bunch yeah. of Scum. fucking bastards. You know, you did an Irish accent there, and that was your. <laughs> that was I, I, I turn a bit Irish when I get angry. Um, Boyo. But what did you do? Just what did I do? Like you changed your well, Twitter handle. Well, so, so I put that video out of the um, Norwegian um, pundits going apeshit when San Marino scored, and obviously, the Sun, uh, you know, they picks up tweets and they put them into the article. But the, the tweets are live, so if you change your um, Twitter name, that updates on in the article. So I basically <laughs> put. And you know, don't buy the sun. And, it, and it's, it's, a lot of people actually do it. So I'm not the first one to do it, but yeah. it's it's what uh, not buy the sun. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you see, oh, can we just take a moment and go look at the whole Gary Lineker thing? And like, yeah, the male oh, that express the sun, unbelievable. You know what? You're all fucking fascists. And I'm not a fan and of Lineker, but doing I mean, it. that was just scummy. But that's what to expect and, from yeah. them. Isn't it? And if England goes the way they're doing now, just just get let's get independence now. Just mm. fucking. You know, to you know, not, not to turn too political, but come on. What's going on? Uh, but let's get back to this. You said, is the Norwegian League ranked higher than the Scottish League? Uh, and how the hell does that happen? That's nonsense. I've not believed any oh, stats. He's even put his phone down. That's how bad his stats are. That's some scribbling with a crayon and just <laughs> going you know, 12. Of course it is. And if anyone's getting dominated now, it's you, Christian. So <laughs> Well, you needed a break. And on that bombshell... Uh, that's us. Uh, website. We, website. We, oh, website. We're going to talk about... Okay. We're relaunching the website. Uh, Who's relaunching it? Who's in charge of it? I've put... Stupidly, I've put Christian in charge <laughs> of the website. <laughs> me, and, me and Harji. Yeah. yeah. Christian and Keith are in charge of the website. But we'll, we'll talk about that in the next podcast. Um, when I'm not getting IKEA advertising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like you two making a wee friends. It's not good. Um, but we are the 90 Minute Cynic. We're on Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic. Um, that's where you're best to follow us because uh, that's where we tweet out all the links. Um, 90minutecynic.com is the website. There's plenty of interesting articles on there at the moment. Um, still got your Aston Villa article, Kevin, from years ago. If you what about my Pep, Pep Guardiola one? There's got your Pep Guardiola one as well. It's a bit outdated now, though. It's a bit outdated. Yeah. Is that when he had hair? No, it's been a long time since I've had hair. Oh, no, no, Pep. <laughs> Pep. <laughs> Uh, that's another domination. Um, <laughs> at 90 Minutes Cynic on Twitter, 90 Minutes Cynic.com. Um, search for us on iTunes. If you could subscribe and if you could also leave a, 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 a nice little message, a nice little rating, four or five stars, guys. Come on, let's be honest. Um, so you have been listening to a, a top 10 pod. So yeah, we, we broke yeah. the top 10. We broke the iTunes top 10. Not that we mention it much. Whatever. Uh, we don't tweet it out all the time. Um, <laughs> Facebook.com <laughs> slash 90 Minutes Cynic. Speaker.com slash the 90 Minutes Cynic. Uh, Kevin Gillespie it's been sensational and we want to see you back as often as possible bonjour everyone bonjour uh, Dermot Coyle um, analytical sensational sens- amazing hair cracking you, you look like you're, you should be in a Pearl Jam video it's all good <laughs> uh, thanks for getting involved Cheers, it was good Christian Wolf. By the way, best Galipsy, uh, Galipsy since. Uh, <laughs> I've hello. Now. <laughs> hello. I've only had tea. <laughs> I had the best Galipsy since. Uh, Gary. Oh. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Keith, but whatever. Um, Christian Wolf. Thank you. Wolf, Good to be back. Wolfmeister General. Wolf Mother, which is a band. 
an Australian yeah. band? Yep, other wolf things. But no, thanks wolf for getting Wolf Colonel was a band. Teen Wolf. Yep, that's Teen a wolf. The, the accountant is, is out with Ben Affleck now. Yeah, that's the Christian's nickname character. as, as the Christian accountant wolf, because, based because on, he puts based his all to Loosely sleep. based on my life, the accountant. He <laughs> <so. laughs> <laughs> puts his all to sleep. No, I've, I've also been told in terms of Hollywood people, Ben Affleck is the one I look the most like. You look like, you look like Cumberbatch. Martin Hackett. Cumberbatch, come on. Martin I'll Hackett. Martin Hackett. <laughs> Martin <laughs> Hackett is, is the sexiest <laughs> man Who's of the Martin 20th Hackett? century. Oh, so hey. He's the lead singer of that, huh? Yeah, I'll have and to put about that in. Sun only shines on TV. Oh, we could do a podcast. We could do a podcast on that. It turns out we've got an expert right here. Martin Hackett is hotter than Mike Mikulistic. All right, you can yeah, suck probably. Uh, I've been Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. Yeah, salad days.